Welcome to the Lynn Sanity Podcast for the Running Coach Podcast Network. The Lynn Sandy Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I uh, just want to give a shout out to what's been out the network. Uh, Alex Burr cooking up some pods with an old buddy of ours. Uh, he, he's he's been MIA lately, but uh, you know he, he's he's just been doing a lot. He's been busy, and it's been really great. Uh, it's going to be you guys are going to recognize it as soon as it drops. Uh, the man that he's bringing back on for wit. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Hope you all check it out. Uh, you got J.D. Hall, obviously, kicking the pods with him as well. But it's special guest, man. That's what I'd keep an eye on. That, that, that should be a terrific episode. And then you have uh, Zach Griffith over at the Circle City Cinema, uh, who's basically uh, putting out, you know, basically waiting till all the Star Wars Obi Wan. Oh uh, no, we will. We will have one. We will have one coming soon. He, uh, <laughs> Mr. Griffith. Mr. Griffith got called into work on Monday, so uh, unfortunately yeah. he had to be there, and okay. um, we weren't able to uh, put out our first Obi Wan episode. But next week, we absolutely See, will be doing so that, three. So, so you get you pot, so a pot on three. We are. We are going to yeah, shove see, three episodes in, into one. Yes. Yeah, that's sick. That's he, sick. he says that it's going to be a recap of two of the first two focus on the third, but I don't buy it. You got to do all three. It'd be fun. It. It'd be yeah, fun to do all three. It, it could potentially be a long pod. Yeah, do it. Do it. All, uh, we'll uh, see. They, uh, they've been they've been working on stuff. Obviously, Zach is uh, keeping himself busy, full of ideas per usual. Uh, and so it, that's a terrific pot out. So just don't be afraid to check out the network and don't be afraid to rate and review and subscribe to our platforms. Any of that uh, is so beneficial for us and helps us get to where we need to get. So uh, Bryce, I, I mean, let's just jump in um, to, I mean, obviously we know what happened with the Western conference finals Warriors beat Dallas. We talked about that on the last pod, but the series that was still going on, was Boston and Miami, and the series ended up going to seven games. Boston pulled out game seven in Miami. Um, what were your thoughts on those last two games? I mean, high intensity for sure, physical. Um, I thought that the, the last two games were what everybody was hoping the series would be the entire time. Yeah, I mean, it, it I mean, it finished with a bang, right? I mean, we we felt like, uh, you know, after Boston won game five on the road, we felt like they were going to close it out at home. But uh, Jimmy Bowler came through for the Miami Heat, forced the game seven. And then, uh, you know, the Celtics kind of controlled the game. It, it was, you know, somewhat of a tight game, but the Celtics felt like they were in control the, the entire way. But I mean, it was a good playoff series. Um, do I think it's a classic? No. Uh, but I mean, it was a well, hot, hard fought trip to the finals for either team, either way. Um, whoever, whoever, you know, was going to win that, that series is going to be tough no matter what. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what I see from this is the Celtics, the, the Celtics young core, they took a step. They yeah. took a step this time and they finally, they finally got over the hump and they beat, um, some, some really good teams on the way to the finals. So, uh, I mean, impressive, impressive runs so far, but this is going to be the test right here in the finals. This is for all yeah. the marbles. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, but, but good playoff series, good playoff series. 
Yeah, I, I I agree. I thought the series was good. I mean, obviously, you know, there were some blowouts and stuff that made it tricky, but those last two games were about as good as you can get. Uh, every big time player felt like had good games. You know, it's game seven. You had Tatum play well. Yeah, uh, Brown play well. You know, Smart scored twenty four points. Yeah, Butler with thirty five and Bam with twenty five and eleven in game seven. It was pretty pretty nuts. Uh, but when it comes to game seven, and and I guess this, starting with the Miami perspective, I mean, I guess the first thing we should talk about, Bryce, is, I mean, Miami had a chance to win this game. It was a four-point mm-hmm. win by Boston, but, I mean, there was an opportunity where Jimmy Butler, he could have shot it, he could have driven it, he could have, he had the opportunity to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Right? Take the lead or tie it. He chose to pull up. I mean, what are your thoughts on that type of decision? I mean, I think everybody, is it just a combination of he literally played the entire game, so therefore he just wanted it over? I think it's possible. Um, I am going to lean on this a little bit. I am going to say that I think ego might have gotten in the way just a little bit. Huh. Just a little bit because Jimmy Butler is a smart, fo- uh, smart basketball player. Yeah. If you have Al Horford backpedaling, okay. Al Horford's a good defender, right? But I don't care who you are. If you are backpedaling, you know, from the three point line, yeah. the guy that's driving, that's going forward is typically going to win that battle. 100%. So maybe it was him being tired. I'm thinking it might a little bit of ego because if he hits that shot, you know, I, there was still time on the on the clock. But if that turned out to be the game winning shot, right? Who's the hero? Jimmy Butler played every minute, yeah. scored, you know, 40 points, hit the game winning three, and mm. gets a trip to the finals. Right? That's a great story. Yeah. But I mean, I think it could have been just as good a story if you, if you take the layup. I agree. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I d- didn't love it. I don't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I, I didn't love it because, in my opinion, you got to do what you're great at. You know, yeah. you got you to do what you're best at. And a pull-up three has never been his thing. Uh, no. He's just a guy that yeah, he, when he gets to the paint, he is so efficient. And he was really unguardable. And I thought that – for the most part, he kept that going in game seven. And um, I, I really think he bailed out Horford. Uh, Absolutely. I think, he, I think he bailed out Horford, and Horford played good defense. I said, like, he played bad defense. Just I think he bailed him out. And, and you know, really went to the part of his game, and I think most people would say is not the best part of his game in, in three-point shooting. Um, you know, Miami – did get a great BAM game. In my opinion, if you just look at the stats um, and you don't watch the game at all, you would think Kyle Lowry played decent. Uh, I would Ugh. disagree. He was disgusting. He was, he was horrible. Please uh, retire. They didn't really – I mean, Tucker didn't play a whole lot. I mean, they really just couldn't find minutes for him. Um, I, I just – I'm at the point, Bryce, with Miami where I'm not going to consider them a title contender or a championship contender until they get better production from the Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson minutes. 
I'm done. I, I'm done. See, I think I think Riley's going to make it a point that he never gets caught in that situation again because that was atrocious. I mean, that is just I mean, Bryce, I mean, you paid a guy 90 million dollars. And you don't even play him. In an elimination game, in a game for your life, it's it's Pat, Pat Riley egregious. It's it's really, really, really bad. And if Max Struess is not efficient from three point range, which he was not all series, he is unplayable. Absolutely, he is unplayable. And I don't think Gabe Vincent's horrible, but you don't want to play him when he has he has no size. He has no size. So anytime he got switched on, he was just getting, he was just getting posted up, just moved around. Um, those minutes were horrible. And I, I don't think Victor Aladipo is a 30 minute guy. Um, and I think in that, that in itself uh, is also bricks? a red flag. How many bricks and air balls did he have? I mean, what, My I mean, one Lord. of seven from three um, is just, you know, you, you and I, and I think that's the problem with Miami, right? That's something they have to address. They have to be able to get some better shot creation, period. They have no – and and Tyler Hero is not giving him shot creation. So miss me with that. Oh, uh, yeah, miss me on Hero, please. He's not the same – he's not this guy that everybody thought he was at the bubble, super talented. I, I don't believe he will get to a point – I don't think he's an all-star. I don't think he'll get to an all-star level. Um, but when no, I look at – yeah, When I look yeah. at this situation – um, I mean, I, to tell you the honest truth, I only trust three guys in that heat rotation. You go look at the minutes. I trust three guys. Trust Jimmy Bellard, trust Bam about trust BJ Tucker. At this point, I can't trust Kyle Lowry. I'm afraid he's going to get hurt every game. Uh, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I can't trust him. Uh, Max Struess, I can't trust him. Gabe Vincent, I can't trust him. Tyler Hero, I can't trust him. And Vic Covey, but I can't trust him. And I think Miami's got to realign that roster if they want to get to the championship contending that they feel like they can be because Boston dominated them with an eight man bench. So it's not like they were deeper, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a deeper, it wasn't a situation where they were deeper. You, you eight man, it was eight man. And Boston had the better duo. Boston had um, the more switchable pieces, more complimentary pieces. Like I thought, you know, what Derek White was able to give them in this, you know, in this series and you Bonus. Know, guys like that, like it was just huge. And I, I mean, I just think if Boston can get some of that production in the finals, it's going to be critical. Well, I mean, Caleb, I mean, let's think about it. Right. Who had who had the most top who had the most players in, in the top five if you had to rank the players in that series? Uh, it was Boston for me. It was Boston. Yeah. And you could almost say Boston had four out of the five. Bam Adebayo mm. did did some disappearing acts mm. during this series. Mm. Yeah, he absolutely I, did. Yeah. I, and I mean, for Boston, Rob Williams, when he's on the floor, is just he's just a game changer. He's a game changer defensively and, and on the boards and and as a, a lob threat. I, as silly as that sounds, uh, when Marcus Smart is on the floor, he's the threat, and his offensive game has come a long way. It might be a I long way this that. season. I agree with that. He he hit. There was a there was a shot in Game Seven that he hit. They Boston had an awful possession, and they just yeah. threw it over to to Smart on the wing, and he just kind of willed it in. I mean, it, it's just it, things like that. 
Yeah. Uh, that's why he is a Boston Celtics staple there. But I mean, hey, big props to, to the Boston Celtics, man. That do that young duo showed up. Um, I they still from time to time do a couple disappearing acts more than I like uh, to trust that team. But I do trust them for the most part. Um, I think it's a it's a great finals team. Um, but we haven't we haven't talked about the other side yet. We haven't gotten the finals predictions yet. So. We'll wait and we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess that's kind of where the next thing is. Obviously, we know where Golden State, you know, is their opponent. Golden State has home court. I, I don't I don't I don't fully understand how that all works, but Golden State has home court. Yeah, that's uh, weird. I just don't get that. I can't I feel like that. it's very disrespectful of what you do. At, at that point, you should make it one through sixteen. Just like yeah, one through, right. you know, if it, I just, I feel like it's really, it, I, if I have a higher seed than you in my conference, if I'm Boston, like it's not my, like it's not in my control that the Western conference might be a more difficult conference. Like that's not, that's not mm. in my control. What's in my control is I finished with a better seed in my conference than the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And I don't, I feel like that is more important than overall. I, for me, that's more important than overall wins. That's just my opinion. I I think we'll see what happens, but Golden State has home court. I'll make my prediction. Uh, Wait, before, I, before we do that, before before yes. we make prediction, I want to do this with you. Yeah. Because I was, I was finding this very difficult in my own mind to do. Okay. And I, I watched Colin Coward do the top 10, but I just want to do the top five with you. Top five in players the in the series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious because because honestly, honestly, Caleb, whatever you say, like especially when you get down towards the bottom of the order, I'm probably not going to fight you on because it can go either way with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like I can make a case for for either. You almost kind of have to do ten to mm-hmm. sort it out because there's yeah. so many people that you could put at four and five. Yeah. There are, but there but are here lot. here's here's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. One, Stephen Curry. Agree or disagree? I would agree. Number two, Jason Tatum. Agree? I would agree. Number three, Jalen Brown. Agree? I agree, and I'm shocked that you think that. I just, I do. But here's where it gets tricky. Okay. See, I think like four, like four, Okay. Yeah, I could make a case for Draymond Green or a Marcus Smart or a Rob Williams mm. or a Clay Thompson. Mm. That's where it gets tricky for me. Yeah, I don't know, because like they, they just I feel like these are really good matchups. I agree. But but and you can rank the players, but I don't know that player rankings is is, yeah. is going to determine this series, right? Yeah. And most of, uh, most yeah. of the time, we can look at series and be like, okay, well, they have the better players, like they're going to win this series, right? But like with this, I almost feel like experience is going to matter a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I mean, if if you think I'm wrong, like if you're like, no, four and five is easy, like tell me. No, I don't. I think. I find it incredibly difficult. I, I personally would say the cl- I would say Draymond is number four, just because of his playmaking and what he brings defensively. Yeah, 
And I just think that he has a chance to really impact the series and change. Oh, I totally, I I agree. Can do. I mean, he's got like if if I would argue, Bryce, he he's got to shoot the ball. Like if if they're gonna play, if Boston's gonna play the way I think they're gonna play, it's a whole lot harder to stop the Warriors' movement if Draymond Green can hit top of the key threes consistently. Oh yeah, it's really hard. Oh yeah, I, I think he's gotta be not afraid to take some shots in this series. I mean, because they're not going to be afraid to push up top. They're going to probably let him have some of those shots, and he's not going to make more – you know, he's not going to make more than he misses. But I think that, you know, he he has an opportunity to change the series and honestly make the series really quick. If he's he's willing to – if he's willing and if he – shows that aggression well then well then who you got who you got who do i have winning the series yeah uh i have i have the warriors in six. Oh, oh. i have the warriors in six i mean i'm taking my warriors huh i like i like i mean i i really 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 like boston i i really have but i just find a couple things to not I really think home court's a big deal. It's, it is a big deal. I it just, is a big I, freaking I deal. And I, and I don't feel like people our age agree with that. Um, but I 100% think it matters in this series. Uh, well, Boston, Boston has a great wow. home crowd. And and I think if – and the Warriors are a great home crowd. And, and the Warriors have uh, an uncanny ability to rally their crowd uh, better than anybody in the league. And, and there's reasons for that, obviously, that we don't need to mention. But, like, it's – and I just I just think what they have – and I, I really don't think this gets talked about enough, which is why I mention it a lot. It is awfully nice to have an owner who's willing to go this deep in electric tariffs. I mean, it is, it is really nice. You can sit there and have guys that are 10th, 11-man, Bryce – who you could argue would be in the rotation of most playoff teams. I mean, you could make that argument. Juan Toscano Anderson does not play a single minute, which I find stupid. But yeah, you, well, well Bielita has been solid for them lately. Well, I, I would play JTA, but I mean, <laughs> you you have what this? You have what? Whatever. I, I'm just saying, like I, there's guys like that who don't even play for them, who I think are really good players who had great seasons and. You you can get away with that, Bryce, because you have tremendous depth and, you know, you're able to nail contracts. You're, if owner's not afraid to do what it needs to, you know, happen in order to make that the case. And, and not every owner could say that. Not every owner should do that. Right. Uh, but in the Warriors' case, I think they have that ability. And so I think their depth and – uh, is is just is going to be really huge, and that, and that's why I have it in six. Uh, but but honestly, Bryce, I mean, it, it would not shock me if Boston wins the series. I mean, I'm be very clear, it would not shock me at all. Well, I'm uh, going have Warriors in six. I'm going I'm going Warriors in seven. I agree with you about the bench, right? Just about everyone on the Warriors bench is better than Peyton Pritchard. I agree with it. Right. Um, Nee Smith, you will not see Nee Smith in this in this series. 
I mean, tell me, I mean, I'm not wrong. I mean, you're just, no, no. I mean, I just, you're just, I'm just thinking about, you talk about, I mean, I get that he's only been in the league for like two years, but, you but you're about somebody who's been in possibly a bust. I mean, that's, that's a good example. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just, I mean, you're not going to see some of these guys. I think you'll see Tice. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a lot of Al Horford. You're going to see a lot of Tice. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is how healthy is, dice. is Williams and is time Lord and Marcus smart. You know, if, if they're not a hundred percent and if they're going to miss games, this, it is going to be over sooner rather than later. And the Warriors have Otto Porter Jr. And Gary yeah. Payton and finals legend, Andre Iguodala, uh potentially coming back. Like I don't Boston. I would consider going every other day with Rob Williams. I just don't think that's sustainable. I, I, I really don't. I really don't because I feel like Draymond Green's going to eat that up. And, and like, it, how much does Horford have left in the tank? Yeah, it's I, and that's that's a pretty good question. And and can you get away with Grant Williams at the five? He he's a foul magnet, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think that's the that's the other question. Like, can you get away with Grant? If you can, that that to me might be the key. I think yeah. if if you can if you can get away with Grant at the five, and you can find ways to. Because I don't think the Warriors can punish that small of a lineup. Uh, Steph, at the if, five. if Steph Curry gets in the paint. Well, sure. But I mean that's that's on every lineup. So like I'm sure. not, I'm not so, so I'm just saying, like, is there anything that would happen in that small lineup that is just too much for the you know, too much to overcome? And I, I would say there's not. So if if you're if you're if you're Boston, I, I think that might be the card, but I absolutely think you have to consider tights because if, if you play Rob Williams and Rob Williams, 50% of himself, eh, you have to consider going every other day. I'm, I'm, you just do. And I think if you, if you do that, then there's a real chance that, you know, there's an opportunity where, you know, you can get Rob Williams fresh and, and you can get find ways to use him and be more creative with him. Um, I do think Tice needs to play in this series. I really, really do. Yeah. I really, really do. I'm not no, like a crazy Tice guy, but like he needs to play. I like Tice. I like Tice. He's solid. Yeah. Um. So well, the thing I was thinking about is, you know, obviously you and I, Bryce, we, we came in about kind of sort of close to the beginning of the playoffs, you know, kind of dove in from that. And I'm not saying, and I, and I just wanted to make this thing. I just think it's interesting, not necessarily like the four best players in the playoffs, like not four best performances, but it's like four players that are just kind of standing out to you, whether they're mm-hmm. at home, whether they're still on the court. Um, who, who are some guys like, I, and just figure, I just go, you turn my turn here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no order, no nothing. Just four guys that are standing out for us. Um, I, I'll start off. I think, and I, when I'm thinking of this, I mean, it's like, okay, can these 2021 NBA playoffs make you a significantly better player? Can they turn you and turn the franchise to a different corner? Can they uplift? Does it change your overall thinking and the tier of which you put a star in or you put this certain player in? And for me, I think we could look back in this guy's basketball career and say this playoffs is the start 
of when he really became his true ascending great self. Oh, I, I think that's Anthony Edwards for me. That's one of my. Oh. I think I think what he was able to do in this series against Memphis. Um, Memphis was put to the brink in that series, and you could argue they should have lost that series. And when when I think about what Anthony Edwards was doing on the court from an offensive standpoint. Once he starts understanding the technical things to defense and the way that you have to defend in the, in the playoffs and when Minnesota eventually just gets more personnel that suits him, mm-hmm. there's no reason that we can't be talking about Anthony, Anthony Edwards making a mega rise next season. You know, if we're going to sit there and hand John Moran most improved, then I would say he has that opportunity as well. Okay. Interesting. Who, who's your, who's one guy that stands out? Well, um, speaking of Memphis, um, it, John Morant was actually one of them. Uh, was one of guy that stood out to me. I mean, like we we mentioned on the podcast before, he became appointment television there for a while yeah, before yeah, before agree. he came out with the with the injury. Yeah. I mean, this was to me like this. We knew he was going to be great. But I mean, he put on a show and I mean, when he when his team was down or, or their backs against the wall, I mean, John Moran was the guy that showed up for them mm. um, and he put on an absolute show. He's a guy that's going to carry the torch of the NBA for the next decade or so, Everybody. barring injury. So uh, he's just so fun to watch. Anytime he's on TV, I will watch John Moran. Yeah. So that, that was a guy that stuck out to me. Uncanny ability to get you to get on the screen. I agree. Um, my second guy, I mean, feels like we're going West for now. Well, hopefully we'll get some East guys later. Um, I, Brandon Ingram, keeping the Suns, keeping, keeping them in check, being able to get out of the plan. Um, I think, I think people that watch basketball knew the offensive talent was obviously there. I don't think anyone would dismiss that, but mm-hmm. I think for him being able to do it in a big series against the type of guys he was doing it against shows what the Pelicans can be in the long term. And, and that really intrigues me. Obviously, they're going to have to figure out <laughs> it's fair to say, like, is not even going to play? And if he does play, and, and if he does play, yeah. and and they could really form this incredible one-two that could really be tricky for teams to stop. Because if he plays like he did in the playoffs and you add a Zion-like presence, uh, you could have a really, really nice team in the future. So for me, that's another guy that just stood there. I was like, wow, you know, I'm so curious to see what that next level is for him, you know, in the next couple of seasons. So I'll stick with the West here. So a a guy, we, we know what he can do. Yeah. But the amount of burden that he carried for his team and what he, the numbers that he was able to put up, I mean, it's just, to me, it's, it's impressive. Right. And albeit from big men, I mean, Nikola Jokic is, is just on another level. Uh, He's another guy in the league that we haven't seen anything like that before. A big guy that can score at the clip that he does, the way that he's able to distribute the ball and the way he's able to rebound the ball. Yeah. I mean, he put up insane numbers against the Golden State Warriors, an absolute juggernaut, uh, giving you know the players that he was playing with, mm-hmm. um, and and rightfully so, the MVP. I know that you, I can make an argument for Embiid, but 
Sure. Embiid isn't the passer that that Nikola Jokic is, and I think that's what gives him the nod. Mm. Nikola Jokic can make other guys around him better. He can only take them so far, but he can make guy. He can get he can get guys money. Sure. He can get a Will Barton money. He can get an Aaron Gordon money. He can get a Michael Porter Jr. money. Yeah. So Jokic is a guy that that to me had impressive playoffs to me. Yeah, uh, I like that. Um, for me, I, I would say a guy that really stuck out, um, Tyrese Maxey. I think what he's done is, man, this would be an interesting clip to aggregate. He's turned into the Philadelphia 76ers second option. He has became a really smart offensive player, great score, efficient from distance, went five for six in game three against Miami from three and had games where he would just kind of take his game to another level, like in game, you know, on you know against Toronto in their last game, he goes out 25 points and eight assists. Like, I think Tyrese Maxey, we could be looking at, a really intriguing young player to go with Embiid. And the story of if Maxi, like there could be a real thing of like, can, is it better for Philadelphia to make Maxi the second option? That's a real argument. And I understand that we, you know, that, that Harden has this past and, you know, of greatness. But I mean, the reality is you don't want to mess up what this kid's doing. And I think Philadelphia is second guessing every single move they will make or think about making because of this development. So for me, I would say Tyrese next. All right. I'll go East with you. Um, I think we got to put, we got to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name after this one. Oh, for sure. Uh, after what, what he was able to do, um, given that, given the narrative that he's not a scorer, we kind of saw a little bit, uh, you know, in the bubble and then a little bit yeah. last season. Yeah. But, I mean, he was dang near unstoppable this this year in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, multiple 40-point games, multiple near – or multiple 30-point games. Um, yeah. and, I mean, he almost willed his team to a NBA Finals appearance where, I, in my opinion, I feel like they would have got slaughtered. Yeah. No disrespect. But given what that, what that team had. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler's here. Can he replicate that? Can he be that guy in in the regular season now? Is he going to be finally become a superstar? Mm. He is a star, but he is not a superstar. Is he a superstar now? I don't know. I think next season will be the telltale sign. But Jimmy Butler, hats off to you, man. You played your heart out. Appreciate the the effort and the hustle on that. Yeah, I like I like that pick a lot. Um, I'll go East with my last pick. He's not a star, uh, but he's a star in his role. Um, Grant Williams should be opening up some spots on that bank account. He's going to be oh, making mega wow. dollars. Wow. He's you're a Grant Williams dollars. lover, man. He's going to make mega dollars. Get I mean, a room. He, he's going to make mega dollars because, I mean, what he's been doing in these series, I mean, it's nuts. I wasn't even high on this guy in college. I didn't think he had a shot. I kind of thought his defense wasn't very good. Uh, even though I know he had success with him in college, I just kind of didn't think he would succeed in NBA schemes. Uh, I'm wrong. 
I'll own that. He's really good. And I think he has been a huge part of Boston's run. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm going to go West here. Okay. I'm going to go back to the West. I'm going to go with Jordan Poole. Jordan yeah, Poole. Pool I, I do like attending the pool party. I really do. I enjoy it. You know, he he's, he's a cold hearted, he's a cold blooded shooter score, whatever you need him to be. Could defense be a little bit better? Yes. But I mean, he plays hard. He plays hard. He, he's kind of become the third, fourth splash brother, brother, depending on how you view Andrew Wiggins, but he's been a nice, he, he, he's another guy that you can trust with the ball in his hands and you don't worry about. Yeah. Um, and, and that's and, and that's homegrown talent in, in the Warriors camp. Yeah. Right. That that is a draft pick that has take that has taken upon himself to to inject himself in into the lineup and be a, a vital part of this team. Mm. And I, I think he's gonna be one of the wild cards in the NBA finals where you know maybe you pull pool, maybe you put pool, bring him off the bench mm. because you know the Boston Celtics bench isn't as great. I don't know, but but in, uh, but Jordan Poole is fun to watch, man. When he gets going and when when he attacks the paint, boy, he he can be special in there. He can be special in there. Yeah, I mean, I get it. He's he's brought a party every every series uh, offensively, so I have no no disrespect to that one. Um, let's get into you know kind of what we've been liking, you know, in terms of the NFL, going through the different divisions, previewing the off season, seeing what we like, what we dislike. Um, I, let's start off with the division that we've always had a good time talking about, uh, the NFC North. And, uh, I want to start, uh, with a team first, uh, in the Green Bay Packers who last season finished 13 and four, uh, first place in the division by an absolute mile. Uh, they let go of, uh, Man, nobody's gonna like this take. They might have let go of their best player. Uh, oh they wow! Have, they have a they have a really good, um, you know, chance. You know, to go. They, they, it felt like okay, they're gonna go out. They're gonna get some receivers. They're gonna get some things. That they, you know, I, I don't really think they did that. Uh, I, I don't think Sammy Watkins is who I would consider. He may not make the roster. Yeah. So it's like if you're really in that space, uh, you're just in a lot of trouble. Uh, I, I, I mean, they're banking on Christian Watson kind of being that steal that many project. Uh, but, but Bryce, I, with this, with this green, with this Green Bay defense and their team way it's set up. I mean, what do you think of it? Like, I don't really think they've made. I mean, they've let go of Adams, right? But for the most part. It's a similar roster, no? It is similar. I mean, they did let go of Darius Smith, possibly their best defensive player. Uh, that probably belongs to Jair Alexander, who got the absolute bag this offseason. Good Lord, yeah. Um, I still, I still like, kind of like this defense. Um, do I think it has holes? Yeah. But I, I don't think it's the worst defense in the league, but it's not great either. Um, I think the, I think the concern is on offense, you know, Rogers, Rogers doesn't trust a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of people on the offensive side of the football that he trusts outside of 
Aaron Jones, Lazard, and Randall Cobb, which Randall Cobb should probably retire at this point. Uh, I heard the the rookie that they drafted, Christian Watson. I I heard he's been having um, some issues with his hands uh, as far as drops. Uh, as far as that goes, and some people, some some draft analysis aren't shocked that he's having drop issues. So you leave that where where it may. But this is this is what we're looking at with the Green Bay Packers. You know, I'll, I'll, I know there's there's still the hope that Green Bay is going to handily win this division and potentially be a Super Bowl contender. Caleb, I don't see it. I I agree, Chris. I, I don't mean, see like this. Explain that though. I'd like to explain it because I hundred percent. I don't. I don't see it with with the offensive firepower that they have. Um, if if you're going to keep Sammy Watkins, you might as well just you know dust off the old IR spot for him. He'll be there, no doubt. He'll have a hamstring injury after the first week or two. Um, I'm not too keen on the offensive line. I mean, it's some of it's fine. If Bakhtiari gets hurt again, I mean, he, he should just retire as well. I like him, but yeah, I agree. Um, so, I mean, there's a little bit of shakeup. I feel like they lost another guy off the offensive line. I think he retired or something. I don't remember. But, I mean, the defense is is fine. Um, they they need to make sure that they're getting, they're getting pressure on the quarterback. And I don't know that Dean Lowry and Jerron Reed is really going to do it for you. I mean, if you're banking on Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell, I guess that's fine, but you can't bring them every play. No. No, you can't. I agree with you. You can't do it. No. Um, Jerry Alexander is going to be him. You, you know, you, you dare not throw at him, but I'll throw at Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes. I'm going to force exactly Rasul right. Douglas yep. to, to replicate that season that he had because yep. yep. I don't buy it. I agree. I don't buy it at all. I agree. So that, that's why I don't, I don't see it. I think there's just too many holes on this roster. Unless they sign like an o- Odell Beckham Jr., I just don't see it. Yeah, it's not a slam dunk. No. It's not a slam dunk, folks. Just because you have a great quarterback does not make you an automatic division contender. No, no. I mean, you're benefiting playing in a bad, bad division. If you want to say that low key from a betting perspective, as people know, I bet if you, I personally think that, you know, from an odds perspective, I don't sit there and like say to myself, man, like, wonder what the odds are for these other teams in the NFC North, because I think the perception of Green Bay is they're going to dominate. And I don't think they're as dominant as they've been. And I think that that has been decided by the front office. That has been decided by um, Aaron Rodgers, thinking that he deserves all this money, yet he's forgetting the fact that all these other players can help him make good. Uh, and and I just – I feel like that you're looking at a team that um, – is honestly more reliant upon their defense than they ever have been since Rodgers has been the quarterback. Uh, I think they are so incredibly dependent on that. And obviously every team wants a great defense, but I think if you look at Green Bay's personnel, I think they are def- definitely reliant on their defense. Right, so I think they're definitely reliant on Devondre Campbell not being a one-year guy. I think a lot of people forgot about this was not a guy you'd sit there and be like, hey, he's an all-star at the position when they picked him up. He was fine. He just wasn't on All-Star. He's an All-Star now. Can you do it again? Can Rashawn Gary give me Pro Bowl-level numbers? Two questions. And I think all of that, if, if – and, and, and I don't think anyone can definitively give me that answer. And because I don't think anyone can definitively give me that answer, 
I would lean towards that division being open. I would have Green Bay leading it, but I would look at other teams. I would look at Minnesota, hundred percent. I would look at other teams sneak in, and that, let's just let's go to Minnesota. You just mentioned. Let's go to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, um, a team that obviously last season uh, the talent levels there. There's no question about it. Uh, you know they they've went out. They 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 kind of been developing this core and then keeping some like kind of staples to their entire franchise. Uh, you know, they still obviously have the Adam Thielens, the Justin Jeffersons of the world. Uh, and they have cousins at quarterback. Uh, they went out, they've, they've upgraded some defensive pieces with Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks, uh, Smith, as we talked about Harrison Phillips. Uh, they, I think Bryce, the entire key to this team is they need one of three to be really good. One of three. I think they need Andrew Booth. I think they need Louis Sign out of Georgia. I think they need Patrick Peterson to put on a one-year fluke to give – like, I'm not talking – I'm just talking like he's got to have like a really big bounce-back year, just like unexpected mm-hmm. bounce-back mm-hmm. One of those three have to be really good. Mm-hmm. If one of them are, I think we're looking at a really good defense again. But to me, all of their questions are, can they get some stops in the secondary? It's two crucial pieces that are in that secondary that are rookies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's that that is the question, right? And we're looking at a regime change as well. You know, yes, no we more are. Mike yes, Zimmer. We we're, we're looking at uh was it Kevin uh, Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, Kevin, O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Yep, yep, yep. Who is going to bring definitely some offense to this. Kind of resurrect sure. that offense. Uh so I'm excited to see Justin Jefferson, Thielen and Osborne and Irv Smith coming off that ACL to uh to really explode in this, but I mean, yeah, that is the question. I mean, when you look at the linebacking core, I mean, that's probably one of the better linebacking cores in the 100%. league. 100%. Zadarius Smith, Jordan Hicks, Kendricks, and Daniil Hunter. I mean, my Lord. That's a really good. My Lord. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that is, that is very impressive. And Harrison Smith, you know, he's the eraser, right? They get beat. He's kind of the eraser who, who, you know, he's been solid for years, but yeah, I mean, the rookie out of Georgia's Lewis sign scene, whatever. Um, Yo, how good is he going to be in his rookie year? Can Dantzler finally be the guy that they they expected yeah, when they that's drafted a fair him? One too. Yep. And Peterson is is your veteran presence back there, and he he's got to show up. He's got to show up for sure. So, um, I mean, it'll be interesting. I I would watch for Minnesota to be a sneaky. I th- I think they make the playoffs this year. I'll put it that way. Oh wow! Wow! I think they can make the playoffs. I think wow. I think Justin Jefferson. I think he's probably going to establish himself as wide receiver number one. Like wow! In in the league. Wow. Number one wide receiver in the NFL by the end of the next season. In the league. Just I think I think he'll be the best. Wow. I, and now that doesn't necessarily mean the numbers, but I think he could be the best. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't I don't think it's crazy. And that might be what it takes to get the Vikings into the you know potential division title hunt. Um, a couple pieces for me offensively, Bryce, that I think have to be Crucial. Um, I obviously think, you know, and Irv Smith has shown a lot of talent. It's a matter of just can he find a way to stay healthy for you. 
And can Minnesota scheme him enough where he can not have such a huge role so that he can get that rest? But, I mean, Bryce, this is a very good offensive line. I mean, you and I like the trenches. I do like it. Really good offensive line. I do like it. They went out. They've got Cleveland, who I think is nice. Bradbury is a very good center. O'Neal is a solid right tackle. They went out. They drafted Ed Ingram. They signed your guy, Chris Reed, from the Colts. Mm -hmm. This is a a really good old line, but I think – the key to the entire line is can Christian Derisau take that next step for Minnesota? And if he can take that next step, I think Minnesota has a – I agree with you. I think Minnesota has a chance to make some big runs. But he and Irv Smith are my two keys. Yeah, I really want to see Irv Smith succeed. He's good. Stay healthy. He's Absolutely. Good. He's Absolutely. Good. Really, really good. And I'm, I'm curious to see – yeah, I agree with you. If he's healthy – uh, it gives Minnesota a threat. Uh, he's more like more athletic than Kyle Rudolph, you know? So it's like he can do a lot of things that would be different from a guy like that. And that might help him in my opinion. Uh, next up. Um, God. God, I don't want to talk about this team. Let's go to the Chicago Bears. Um, do we have to? Yeah. Okay. They, they're, um, wow. So let's, I mean, I'll try to, go through what happened to be a crazy offseason. They let go of Matt Nagy. They hire Matt Eberflus. Uh, Matt Eberflus brings in his entire staff. Uh, Matt Eberflus, uh, for the most part, got rid of some veterans, added some different pieces, uh, added not really like franchise pieces, but just added pieces. No, in fact, they got rid of um, franchise pieces. They, they Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson. They, yeah, they got, they got rid of a lot that you would typically suggest they might want to keep. Uh, They, to me, are really good. I mean, I I just, I just think they're really good. And I think, and I want to, and I think we need the worst, the worst unit to me is their offense. So let's, I'll go to their offense. Um, I just, I just don't understand. I just, I just don't understand. Um, not drafting offensive line. I just, I just don't understand that. Um, I don't understand the reason of trading up for a quarterback this and then not investing in the offensive. I just, Tevin Jenkins, that that's a horrible trade unless he starts making real progress. That was a horrible trade by Chicago, a trade that I don't think many people thought. No, about. no, no. It, it, oh, oh, you that mean the trade a, up? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah it, was it was a horrible trade. It was a horrible trade. Uh, Cole commit first round. I think it's first round. I mean, St. Brown and Pringle um, in legitimate spots uh, in your receiving depth chart. Um, I mean, this is a miserable offense and I just don't understand the direction that this team is trying to go in offensively. I don't get it. So they hired their offensive coordinator came over from the Green Bay Packers. Um, he was interviewing um, to four head coaching jobs. Uh, so he's looking to install an offense that makes it easy for the receivers. So it's more of a be in this spot and you'll get the ball uh, is what I'm thinking. I mean, they have a lot of speedy guys, um, but I don't know how many skill guys they have. I do feel like Darnell Mooney is a skill guy. But but Byron Pringle, uh, the guy, the kid that they draft, or the guy that they, no, 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 hold on. 
I'm saying Byron Pringle, Vellis Jones Jr., who they drafted, uh, St. Brown, Sharp. These are all speedy guys, like gadget guys and just deep threat guys, and that's not what they need. They need route runners that, that can help Justin Fields out, who can run a, a very crisp slant route, an out route, an in route, whatever, whatever to make it easy for Justin Fields. Now, however, I did write this, Caleb. I, I wrote this um, when I looking at fantasy outlook for Justin Fields, and this applies to the outside. I could potentially see Justin Fields having a Jalen Hurts-esque season. Now, hold on before before you you try to kill me for this. Okay, okay. I'm looking at his offensive line. It's absolute garbage. I feel like that's going to force him to make plays on his feet. Yeah. Much like, much like Jalen Hurts' first year with the Eagles as a rookie when he, okay. when he played. Yeah. He didn't play yeah. all the games, right? No. Second, second year for Jalen Hurts, it was, uh, the plays were designed as runs a lot yeah. for him. Yeah. All right. That's not going to happen with Justin Fields, no. I don't believe. But Justin Fields may be forced into that right. because of how bad that offensive line is. Right. But right. I agree with you. If you're not going to invest in him, trade him. Be done with it. If, if that's not Eberflus's guy, then let, let's get a move on. I agree. Because, I, I mean, you, you already dismantled the defense. The move right. suggests he isn't the guy. The move suggests Fields I, I not agree. Eberflus's guy. And, and, and breaking news to Matt Eberflus, Robert Quinn isn't going to have 18 sacks again this season. My gosh. Breaking news. My gosh. I mean, oh you can you can sign all these guys from the Colts and take the the you know the coaching side if you want, but oh but gosh. Muhammad Al Qadim Muhammad and, and Matt Matt Adams. Let me tell you, Matt Adams didn't start, and there was a reason why. Good Muhammad Muhammad Adams was on the special teams. Yeah, but but right now they have him listed as as yeah, a starting fair. linebacker. That's fair. That's fair. Should just put it but in. Muhammad Muhammad was a rotation guy, and now he's starting every down. Probably looking at every down. I I don't I don't love their secondary either. Jalen Johnson's fine, but Duke Shelley question marks. Jaquan Brisker at say, at strong say, question marks. I mean that's why they signed Dane Crookshank. Yeah, but just just question marks everywhere. I mean they yeah. lost key pieces: Mac Robinson, Jermaine Effetti, uh, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks. Goodness gracious! Trevathan. Goodness gracious! You know, I mean, I just those names, Pro Bowlers, right, right. So, I mean, I I don't, I don't know, I don't know where you're going. I mean, you signed Julian Davenport. I mean, let me just tell you, Matt. I mean, Matt Eberflus. I mean, this is, as far as I'm concerned, you're a joke right now. Maybe it is true. Maybe it is true. The rumor that the the McCaskies had to have the same names because they didn't want to relearn first names, you know, at their front office and their GM and their head coach. Maybe it is true. I mean, this is this is god awful. I mean, it's (laughs) the problem. The other thing with Chicago that I just don't get is there's not Quinn. Quinn having multiple years of this is not sustainable. No. And at some point, no. sorry, at some point, like, I mean, we don't think Roquan Smith's going to get a little upset about some of this. 
Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like he could. I mean, I could Roquan, see, I, right now, in my opinion, the writing on the wall. Yeah. In my opinion, I think, I think Roquan Smith is the best player on their defense. Not Robert Quinn. He might be the best player on their team. Yeah, that's that's probably which I like him a true. lot. I, just, I, I, just I, I just I just don't know if he should be a best player. And it's the same. And, 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 and it's like I like Eddie Jackson, but like Eddie Jackson's a top five player on the team. Should that be the case? I mean, it's it's it to me. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions they got to have, and and this front office is trying to evaluate it. But man, I don't really understand the direction of which this team is really trying to go in. Uh, I really don't think they're getting young which is the part I don't get, especially the defense. I mean, I got rid of some guys that were older, but I just don't understand some of the moves that they have made or the guys that they have decided to let go. And we'll see whether they are able to take advantage of that. Uh, next up, uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, Detroit Lions, Mike you know, Campbell is in his second year at the helm. Uh, Jared Goff looking like he's the uh, starting quarterback uh, for the second season in Detroit. Uh this is a team that went out and in the offseason made a couple moves. I added DJ Chark. Uh, they, they've put together, I think, a fairly, honestly, a very underrated offensive line. Uh, they've went out and started to, to kind of get some pieces like a Deshaun Elliott uh, to kind of give them some safety help. Uh, I think they're not, and obviously Aiden Hutchison, Jamison Williams are a part of this new group. Uh, but kind of, I guess my question for you is what do you see in this Lions team, Bryce? And I mean, do you see improvement in the win column? Do you think that it's going to kind of be the same? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Caleb, I actually like this roster. I actually kind of like this. It's not a bad roster. I, I think it's give me the Lions to finish over the Bears in the division. Huh. I kind of like this, man. It's like the collection. I think, well, okay, okay, I'll put it this way. I like them, but this is the year that we find out if Jared Goff is going to be, is going to continue to be the starter for the Detroit Lions. This is the season, right? You have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams at running back. Amon Ross, St. Brown, breakout star, DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, the the rookie with Josh Reynolds and and Quintez Cephas, who who actually had good games. Not bad depth. Right. Really good depth. And and Hawkinson. Hawkinson, Top who I think is I, I think he's gonna have a bounce back season too, because I think Chark, Williams, and Brown. Oh god. I think that's gonna demand some attention. Oh god, yeah. So yeah. I kinda like it. That's good, man. I kinda like really it. Good. Give me the Lions to finish over the Bears, Caleb. Give me the Lions to finish over the Bears. Yeah, I, man. I like their offense a lot. Um, I 100% agree with you. Ride or die, Jared Goff. Jared Goff sucks. You're going to get a bad pick, so you're going to pick quarterback. If you CJ Stroud well, would be perfect here. You're opening. If you're doing well, then I guess you you would keep him. But it seems like they're developing their roster in the right way. Uh, I think Detroit should be encouraged by. Uh, I thought personally, uh, DeAndre Swift was headed for a great season before he got hurt. Uh, I would say that's a guy that uh, I, I think could be very, very solid for them. Uh, a chance at a thousand yards. Uh, I think. I think you look at. I agree with you. Chark uh, is really intriguing to me. I, I just at first I was kind of like, okay, why, why? 
you know, I feel like he's a guy that could have gone to a lot of teams and mm-hmm. set himself up for bigger payday. But I mean, the Lions gave him a good deal, so I get it. Uh, and and I think he could have a nice role there. Um, really, really curious to see what Jamison Williams is in his rookie season. Uh, we probably shouldn't I think, expect I just much. Think he's, I think he, if if you get, um, I think Jamison Williams could be. I mean, obviously his talent level suggests he could be the best receiver on his team. Mm. Um, but it, how good he is affects how good their record is. If he's a great receiver for them, turns into a number one option, I would argue they finish second. In the division? Yes. Ooh, that's bold. So if you, if you have Jamison playing the way he's playing, St. Brown – who I really do think is a star. I, I hope we uh, you know, see him a little more. I think he really proved it second half. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this offensive line, I, I honestly think, um, I honestly think Bryce is the best offensive line in this division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 and I like Minnesota's a lot. So I would say it's a neck and neck, but I, I would probably lean Detroit if you made me choose. Uh, I, I just, I, I think the defense is really my, like, I like their offense. The defense really leaves me just like, okay, like, what's going to happen? Like, mm. We're still relying on Anzalone as a middle linebacker. Like, he's fine. Uh, no, he's not. I, oh, I, I need I, – no, he's not. They, okay. they, they need they, – if Hutchison gives me a massive year, then it's going to open up everything else for the Brockers and the uh, Romeo Aguara. It's going to open it up. So mm. I honestly think if Hutchison is defensive rookie of the year, it opens it up. The I undoubtedly expect Jeff Akuda to have a better season. Yeah, come off the injury. Yeah, undoubtedly, I think he will have a better season. Tracy Walker's a really nice piece, and Deshaun Elliott gives him good depth. I I think they've got a bit. They're going to be better. I think we'll see an upgrade in the win column. I agree with you. I would probably take more of Chicago. And I think Jamison Williams and Aiden Hutchinson's development uh, has a really big factor now. Good, they can actually be this season. Uh, next up, uh, the AFC North. Uh, let's start off with uh, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, drama-filled as an understatement, uh, went out and uh, they they decided to part ways. Basically, well, they're not really parting ways, but they're they basically said Baker Mayfield, you're no longer a starting quarterback. Uh, we are paying Deshaun Watson uh, a lot of money uh, to be the starting quarterback of our football team. Uh, we let go of Jarvis Landry. Uh, they trade for Amari Cooper. Uh, they have uh, offensive line about the same group. You have, uh, oh, I mean, honestly, outside of Cooper, I really don't know what you're getting a wide receiver. Uh, the defense uh, certainly has pieces. Secondary has pieces. Uh, Troy Hill out of the picture. Uh, now with the Rams. Uh, you have Grant Delpit, John Johnson, Greg Newsom, Denzel Ward. That has a chance to be a very good secondary uh, linebacker. Ken Wusu Komaro in the second season. I saw some legitimate improvement. Uh, Anthony Walker, which I know you really like Anthony Walker from I do. your days at the Colts, and I think he's really good. Uh, so, Bryce, I mean, what? There's this huge bubble. To If he's even going to – if Deshaun Watson's going to even play the season. So let's un- let's ride the assumption, which this is my prediction on the situation. And I want you to give yours as well. My prediction is he does not play a single down this year. That's my prediction. 
I think if he does not play for the Cleveland Browns, they're dead last. Yeah, because Baker, Baker's not going to clean it up for him. I mean, they're dead last by a So, mile. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to take this time, uh, if I'm a big completely honest with you, Caleb, and I'm going to – I'm going to speak out on the Sean Watson issue here. Um, I and I'm going and I'm going to hate on the NFL, uh, the commissioner, and that entire office there. I, I don't know what else there is to review. The man had 22 lawsuits brought against him. Now 23, as there was another one brought forth after the real sports. Uh, episode aired on HBO where they interviewed a couple of the victims here. This man's a sick man. And it's an embarrassment to the Cleveland Browns organization that they not only traded for him, not only welcomed them to their team, not only paid him one of the biggest contracts in NFL history, but they also made a mockery of the NFL in the contract structure making Deshaun Watson's base salary only a million dollars this year. Only a million out of the 230 million that's guaranteed to him. It's a mockery. It's an embarrassment it to to the community, to the NFL, to women that have, that have been hurt by by sexual abuse and, and harassment. It is an absolute joke that this man has a job and was able to send a contract like that. And that we look up to him and that he does the, the bull crap, like giving, giving uh, his teammate a Rolex for giving uh, on camera, on camera so everyone can see, for giving up his number so Deshaun Watson can wear his precious number four. It is an absolute joke. If, 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 we're, going, if we're going to blackball somebody like, like Ray Rice from the league for, for physically harming a woman, this man has done it to 23-plus women, 23-plus. This man should be banned from the NFL. He should never play another down in the NFL, let alone be guaranteed that money. That contract should be voided immediately by the league. He should be banned, never to, to be seen in a public arena affiliated with the NFL ever again. This is an absolute joke. I cannot. I, I will not ever be caught rooting for the Cleveland Browns until that man is gone. Uh, That's just how I see it. Uh, some of that again. Uh, I, 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 I will move away. I, I will, I'll just say this on, on Watson. Obviously, uh, you know, there's, there's the situation with, with him just seems a little off, obviously, uh, the, the money guaranteed, I think, is really – that's really my issue. Um, I think I think you are – no matter how the case plays out, I, I think you're – I think it's, it's really difficult to justify $230 million guaranteed given the situation that he is in, um, you know, right now. Uh, there's there's and there's a chance that week one he will be playing. Um, I I think personally the 230 
million dollars guaranteed to somebody who has a chance to, uh, you know, there's serious crime against him. There's no question about it. And if that crime is committed and 230 million is guaranteed to him, um, it, it, yeah, send shockwaves. I don't, I don't think that's appropriate. Uh, I, I just, I, I think this, I just hope this case is handled effectively and handled in the right way. Uh, and I think if you're the Browns, um, from a business standpoint, I honestly, I, I don't like it at all. Um, uh, Bryce, you know, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy, uh, but I really do think Baker Mayfield got screwed. Oh, he absolutely. Uh, did. I, I think he, I'm not crazy on him. I don't think he's a top notch starting quarterback. So yes, I would have looked to have upgraded, but I do think he got screwed. Absolutely like I can't did. sit here and be like, I can't sit here and say to myself, like he didn't give it his all. I can't say that. No, he like went out there and played her. Yeah, last season he clearly, you know, proved that he was. I mean, what's, what's a joke is is yeah. that Watson the the domino effect that that this man has had on the league, right? Matt Ryan wouldn't be in Indianapolis right now. Yeah, um, you know there there probably wouldn't be you know such a quarterback controversy in Carolina right now. I agree with that. And then we have Cleveland Brown. Like Baker Mayfield had every right to act the way he did. Do I like every bit the way he handled it? No, but I understand it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on I you agree. for that. Yeah, uh, no, I I I think it's a very if you're Baker Mayfield, that's a hard move, no question. Um, when I look at this roster, though, in all seriousness, um, I, I don't. It's a solid see, roster. I don't. I, I really don't see a second option of wide receiver. Genuinely. No, that's fair. Uh, I, I don't I don't see a second option at wide receiver. I like David Njoku, but I feel like I'm really, really relying on him. They overpaid and him too. I just yeah, I mean, I really like him. I mean, I've been a huge fan, but like that's a lot. I mean, you're there's not you know, like the beauty of Njoku last season and Hooper was they could tag team together and even each other out. A lot of pressure on Njoku to thrive. And considering that he wanted a trade out literally like a year ago, seems a little bit weird. Uh you you have a Obviously, four legit pieces on the offensive line. I think. I think for me, it's it's really what happens in this Deshaun Watson case, and what happens in the ruling of that case if he is playing for the Browns. Um, they're a top two team in the division, probably top two, or they're at least in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think he is that good. But maybe not this early, uh, but I think he's good. And I think if you're the Browns, um, you know, you made a decision and ultimately whatever comes out of this case uh, is something that you have to live with in terms of a financial commitment and a moral commitment in the sense of like you decided to go in this direction. And if the case is made where Watson is found guilty of these charges, um, you, you made a decision to go guarantee $230 million. So um, we'll, we'll see what, what that situation comes up about. Obviously, there, there will be a lot of speculation and talk about it uh, as the season goes. Uh, next, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, honestly, mm. the fast, probably the most like, like I'm like kind of weirdly intrigued team because they, I mean, they had a couple bad things happen, right? Like Stefan Tewart to it retires. Uh, that's horrible. He retires and they don't have the TikTok legend himself, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
they don't have, you know, they don't have Ben anymore. It's an era of either Trubisky for a year or the beginning of Kenny Pickett. Question. Don't know what I think of the offensive line. And Mm. I think, I think their defense is really good again. So, I mean, there's a lot of factors when talking about teams in this division. So just going off what we know right now, like, what do you think of this Pittsburgh Steelers construction? And if you were the Steelers, Bryce, I'm taking a step further. Are you going ahead and saying, Kenny Pickett, you're my week one starter? I would. I like, I like Pickett. I don't give a crap about hand size. That's stupid. Uh, I like Pickett to start week one. I don't think he will. I think they'll go with Mitch for maybe like four weeks and then maybe throw Pickett in there. Um, but I, you know, I trust Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson's a stud. Uh, Chase Claypool. I think now that Juju is gone, I think he might be a little more focused and a little more about ball now. Um, and then they drafted the rookie George Pickens, who's, you know, your new gadget, you know, speedy guy. And then I think Pat Fryermuth is, you know, he's finally taken over tight end number one. I think he's solid. I think he's actually really good. I do too. Um, I really like him. I think he's better than Gesicki, uh, who, you know, you kind of compare Fryermuth to, you know, come from the same college, similar build. I like Fryermuth better than Gesicki. But, um, I mean, to your point, yeah, the question marks at the offensive line. And then the defense is really good, even though that two it retired. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, really for this team, it really comes down to which quarterback gives you the best option to win and how far can this team go? In my opinion, I think this team can win the division. I agree with that. I, I know Cincinnati is, is you know, top dog right now, but depending on what this quarterback situation looks like in Pittsburgh, they could win the division. They're that um, loaded I'm not, on defense, I think. Right. I'm not predicting they win, they win the division, but they could. Don't be shocked if they do. I mean, right. that, that defense is – they're veterans, um, and, and they just – they have depth, like scary depth, scary yeah. depth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my, you know, Mike Tomlin team doesn't quit regardless. Mike Tomlin, I don't think, has had a losing season in his whole career. So they're going to come at you. They're going to come at you fast, and they're going to come at you hard. Najee Harris has put on 14 pounds of muscle in the offseason. My Lord, my Lord. Mm. They just need the, they just need the right guy at, at the helm. Yeah. I I'd mean, say just go with Pickett, man. Plus, I mean, if you're a front office and you find a way to upgrade Schobert to Miles Jack, <laughs> you're doing something right in your organization. Absolutely. I think you're doing something right in your organization. I mean, he's, he's a terrific linebacker and adding him, which you're probably pleased that he's not being seen by the Colts twice a year. Uh, he He's a, a game-changing piece for the Steelers, in my opinion, at linebacker. Him and Devin Bush could be a great linebacking duo for a decade. Uh, I, I think they that, that's that got a chance to be special. I like this roster. Uh, I think it's an extremely competitive division. I think with a lot of moving effects, they're going to be interesting. Next up, Baltimore Ravens, uh, Malamar Jackson. This team's starting to get healthier. Everybody was hurt last season for them. Now they are getting back. They are looking at a much different offense with no Hollywood Brown. They have their best receiver as Rashad Bateman at this point with Devin Duvernay. 
Tylen Wallace. The defense, they re-signed. They said re-signed. They went out. They got back Michael Pierce from Minnesota. They signed him. They went out and mixed and got Kyle Hamilton, Marcus Williams from the Saints to give them, I think, a really awesome safety duo. Uh, I like their linebackers a lot. I think Owe has a chance to develop into a really nice player in his second season. Uh, uh, Bryce, what comes to mind with the Baltimore Ravens and like, what do you think of what they did this offseason? They just still refuse to invest in the weapons for, for Lamar Jackson. I just, I, Look, great. You got you got Kyle Hamilton. You really need another safety. You assigned Marcus Williams. Do you really need another? You got Chuck Clark, who's been solid. Brandon Stevens, who's been solid. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters are just fine on the outside. I don't think they need much safety help. Uh, I mean, this this defense is lethal, but you got to be able to put put up points. And you know, is Lamar going to stay healthy? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think people are starting to pick up the run game. And I let me tell that. you, Duvernay, Duvernay, Tylen Wallace, Jalen Moore, James Proche, the you second. You trust them on fourth and seven? Heck no. Mark Andrews, yeah, I trust. But the, I, let me tell you, man, Mark Andrews is going to be covered. He's going to be doubled. All the time. In passing situations. Yep. You're not going to be able to get Mark Andrews the ball very much. No. I agree. And, and and now they're they're playing the the running back roulette game with Dobbins Edwards and they signed Mike Davis for Lord knows why. <laughs> I I really don't understand this. It the the Ravens. I knew were, you would have hated that. I knew you would have hated that. They're they're cute right now. They're very cute. They're getting cutesy. Oh, Lamar, knew, Lamar, oh, do yeah. you want to go for it? You want to go for it on fourth down? Such a joke, dude. Do it for the camera. Get out of my face with that. How about you win some playoff games, please? Get to the Super Bowl, please. Oh, we'll see. And, like and, and they're messing around with Lamar's contract. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I you think that. that's going to go well? I agree with that. That's fair. I definitely think they're blowing it with the contract. What about um, Ravens HQ? What do they think? <laughs> Ravens, Ravens HQ hates their offseason. Ravens HQ. Ravens Trading HQ. Hollywood Brown for for God knows why. Yeah, Ravens. He's not a fan of their offseason. Uh, I think he's a little confused by it. Uh, I think Bateman's got I'm too. I don't get it. Out. Um, which I'm not saying he can't be, but I mean, man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, they went out and, and, you know, I just think this is a defense that obviously is going to continue to be good, but they upgraded in pieces that I didn't really think needed to upgrade. Uh, they drafted on you know, David Ojabo from Michigan. Again, where does <laughs> Again, he play? Why? Um, I just, Stupid. I think this is a great, you know, great defense as always, but I agree. The firepower is an obvious concern. Uh, next up, the Cincinnati Bengals. Representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, what comes to mind about a Cincinnati Bengals team that's obviously upgraded in the trenches? Um, guys are coming back. I mean, what are your initial thoughts of can the Bengals win this division again? Oh, Caleb. Oh, it's very high. It is very high chance that they repeat as division champs. Caleb, you know we love a good trenches upgrade. 
And boy, did we get a trenches upgrade. Lyle Collins. Yeah, yeah, Lyle Collins. Yeah, what is Dallas Ted Karras? <laughs> what is Alex what is, Kappa? What is Dallas doing? Oh, what is Dallas doing? Oh my lord. Oh, what is Dallas doing? <laughs> I don't know. L- listen, the Bengals didn't doing? do much, right? They signed the three offensive linemen. They lost Uzama to the Jets, so they signed Hayden Hurst, who isn't a bad option, but fine. Um, Replaceable. I, fine. Totally could do what Uzama did. Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Like I they bring everyone back out back on defense. Uh, they draft Daxton Hill in the first round, who can be some solid depth for them after he learns how to play in the NFL. Barring injuries, man, dude, <laughs> solid yeah, a, dude. Yeah, like, Joe, you think Joe Mixon like had a good season this past season? Oh. Well, he had no offensive. He Top had five. <laughs> dude, Top five fantasy just, running back. This is this is impressive. I, I am I am thoroughly impressed. I like this I like this roster. I, I think they you should expect development from all of their guys. My boy uh, Eli Apple is back, baby. No, no, he, he's probably not gonna start. Okay. I, well, I, he I is think, right now. I can't whatever you say. His boy I, Von I Bell's think, got his I, back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think I think I think this is I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals basically reloaded. Um, it's, I agree with you. Great offensive line upgrades. Um, Isaiah Prince, no longer a starting tackle. Sad. Uh, they, they went out, Sad. they, they went out and, and developed and, and, and just nailed. Um, I, I thought they did a great job with their draft. If they hit their draft, right. It's going to be really good for them down the line with Daxton Hill. Um, I, I just, again, really wouldn't be shocked to see a repeat of the vision. And honestly, uh, if they represented the AFC again, it wouldn't shock me. So um, they're loaded. I personally would have them number one, but I do think the division is competitive enough to where there's no lock. Uh, so we'll see. I like the Bengals. Uh, I like this. I like this division a lot. It was fun talking NFC North. It was fun talking all the playoffs. It was fun to discuss all this. Next week, uh, we will have another great show for you. Finals should be back. Uh, we should have uh, division coverage, all that stuff. So it should be terrific. Uh, don't be afraid to check us out. And Bryce, thank you for uh, checking it out. Thank you, sir. <laughs>